I love stories. Do you like stories? <laughs> I think we all do. As a child, I remember being fascinated by my grandmother's stories. She was a teacher and had lots of stories to tell. Just when I thought I knew a story very, very well and couldn't wait for her to repeat the same ending, she would surprise me with an ending that was more like a question that made me think hard and sent me right back to the beginning. This is how she ended the stories every time. Y colorín colorado, este cuento se ha terminado. Y pasó por un zapatito roto para que mañana te cuente otro. And this story went through the hole of an old shoe so that tomorrow I can tell you a new story. Ask any storyteller and they will tell you that there are as many versions of the same story as there are grains of sand. And each time the story is told, it acquires new and different meanings. Even when the story is retold word for word, it never is exactly the same, is it? As a storyteller, I believe in the power of memories as they come alive every time we tell a story. Holidays are times when families gather to tell stories and to remember loved ones who are no longer with us. And we gather to make new memories. Thanksgiving is such a holiday. And there are so many stories about Thanksgiving. Most of us learn the so-called official Thanksgiving story in school. Depending on the teacher, that story can indeed be told in very different ways in every classroom. With different messages about what happened long ago on Wampanoag land. The event we know today as the first Thanksgiving is said to have been a harvest festival held in 1621 in Plymouth by the pilgrims and their Native American neighbors. But this story, as we just heard, is not the whole story. Another story tells of the first official day of Thanksgiving being proclaimed in 1637 by Massachusetts Governor John Winthrop. But this is not the whole story either. Sometimes even the rocks tell stories. Let me tell you a story. Overlooking Plymouth Rock, there is another rock with an inscription that reads as follows. Since 1970, Native Americans have gathered at noon on Coles Hill in Plymouth, to commemorate a national day of mourning on the U.S. Thanksgiving holiday. Many Native Americans do not celebrate the arrival of the pilgrims and other European settlers. To them, Thanksgiving Day is a reminder of the atrocities that happened to millions of their people, the theft of their lands, and the relentless assault on their culture. Participants in a National Day of Mourning honor Native ancestors and the struggles of Native people to survive today. It is a day of remembrance and spiritual connection, as well as a protest of the racism and oppression which Native Americans continue to experience. Have you ever heard that story of that inscription on the rock before? No. Well, I'm glad to bring it to you today. Mourning means feeling very sad for losing someone you love very much. Remembrance means remembering the ancestors, our elders. 
Spiritual connection means we support each other and we practice loving kindness so that we feel connected to each other. Sometimes there are stories that have been silenced. This is the story of Wamsuda James. In 1970, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts organized a celebration of the 350th anniversary of their arrival on Wampanoa gland. They invited Wampanoag leader Wamsuta James. But when they found out what he had planned to say in his speech, they disinvited him. This is in part what he was going to say. I speak to you as a man, a Wampanoag man. I am a proud man, proud of my ancestry. It is with mixed emotion that I stand here to share my thoughts. This is a time of celebration for you, celebrating an anniversary of a beginning for the white man in America, a time of looking back, of reflection. It is with a heavy heart that I look back upon what happened to my people. The pilgrims had hardly explored the shores of Cape Cod for four days before they had robbed the graves of my ancestors and stolen their corn and beans. Massasoit, the great sachem of the Wampanoag, knew these facts, yet he and his people welcomed and befriended the settlers of the Plymouth Plantation. We, the Wampanoag, welcomed you, the white man, with open arms, little knowing that it was the beginning of the end, that before 50 years were to pass, the Wampanoag would no longer be a free people. Although time has drained our culture and our language is almost extinct, we, the Wampanoag, still walk the lands of Massachusetts. Our spirit refuses to die. What has happened cannot be changed. But today, we must work towards a more humane America, where men, people, and nature once again are important, where our Indian values are honored. The important point is that we still have the spirit. We still have the unique culture. We still have the will. And most important of all, the determination to remain as Wampanoag people. We are determined, and our presence here this evening is living testimony, that this is only the beginning of the American Indian, particularly the Wampanoag, to regain the position in this country that is rightfully ours. End quote. Why do you think they didn't want Wamsuda James to tell his story? It was the truth. He says that history cannot be changed. And he also says that today we can work together and become a more humane America. So this story is still being told and we can imagine and write a different, more loving ending, right? Let me tell you a story of Mama Lily and I's first Thanksgiving in America, North America, that is. <clears throat> we arrived in the United States in the wintertime. It was freezing cold, and we were so sad to be so far away from our family in Chile. I missed my friends so much and imagined them having fun without me. That made me so sad. We sat by the window looking at the empty streets when suddenly I saw it. Snow. 
I never seen it before. I ran to get my mom and we bundled up and went outside to see this miracle of nature. I remember twirling around just like you see on TV, trying to catch a snowflake in my tongue, looking up at the sky, feeling happy and sad at the same time. But wait, you might ask, how can I, a person who honors her indigenous heritage, celebrate this day or talk about joy and playfulness? A day that for so many indigenous people is a national day of mourning. How can I be talking about twirling around and playing in the snow? Well, let's hear the rest of the story of my first Thanksgiving. So that first winter was really, really cold, and my mother heard that the neighbors, Familia Belen from the Philippines, needed blankets. My mother brought them quilted sleeping bags, and they were so happy. They immediately invited us for dinner. Theirs was a beautiful and humble table where every plate was meant to be shared. I don't know how we communicated, but I do remember the smiles, the kindness in people's eyes, the children playing and snuggling inside the sleeping bags my mom had made. And I remember my heart, a sense of just deep joy, accompanying a sense of deep loss and sadness for being so far away from home, yet being able to feel warm and safe and welcome and surprised by my own joy, by my own laughter. A couple of months later, on another snowy day, when my grandma passed away, it was Familia Belen who showed up first. And I remember their support and the warmth of their kindness. For my mother, Thanksgiving Day, Dia de Acción de Gracias, became a holiday to celebrate life, to share with others, especially those far away from home, to pause and think of our ancestors and give thanks for our own resiliency. Give thanks for the love that we find in unexpected places. When she returned to Chile, my mother brought with her the spirit of thanksgiving with her. It became an opportunity for community service at her church, visiting the sick, knitting blankets, baking bread, and sharing meals. Perhaps the turkey took the shape of corn pudding and the grapes replaced the cranberries, but the spirit of gratitude still brought back memories of the joy of sharing on that winter day with the Belen family. And every Thanksgiving, after saying gracias, Mommy tells the story of our first Thanksgiving and remembers the kindness of Familia Belen, a day of remembrance, a day of spiritual connection. Dear friends, holidays are not easy. Families are not easy. You know we all have stories of joy and also of holidays that can increase our stress or bring us sorrow. We know that we hold mixed feelings and that holidays can bring up memories that are joyful and others that are not so joyful. So we give thanks for this community where we can bring our whole selves, where we can tell all of our stories, not just the joyful ones, not just the official ones, right? I wish for us that this Thanksgiving holiday may offer us many opportunities 
to share our stories because all of our stories somehow are interconnected. Somehow the universe conspired. So we ended up right here in this place, in this community. So let us be grateful for all of the stories that make up our lives, for our willingness to listen to each other with compassion, without judgment. Let us honor each other's stories that have many sides. Let us be spiritually connected and make a space at the table, that virtual proverbial table that today is actually a real table where we're going to share a potluck. It's also the symbol of how welcoming we are, especially today on Transgender Day of Remembrance, especially today if you have a heavy heart and are missing someone who will not be at the table. Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing to be in community with us. I am grateful for your presence here. May we delight in the joy of making new memories as we build our beloved community. And may we, born storytellers that we all are, remember to tell and retell our stories of pain and healing, loneliness and solidarity, loss and shared strength, separation and gathering, despair and hope, rejection and unconditional love. We have been given an opportunity to journey together as a community of faith and to write a shared story that can help us and our children become more loving, more compassionate, more grateful for all that we are, for all that is our life. Y colorín colorado, este cuento ha terminado. Y pasó por un zapatito roto para que mañana te cuente otro. And this story went through a hole in an old shoe so that tomorrow I can tell you another one. Now, please turn to your neighbor and say, I honor you and your story. I am so grateful for you. I honor your story and I am so grateful for your presence. Gracias. Thank you.